Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com. This is show number 101, released on May 29th, 2013. My name is Steve Yunus, and joining me is my good friend and fellow co-host, Scotty V. Hey, Scott. Hello, Steve. How's it going? It's going well. It's been so busy. I've just been so frantic just trying to keep up with everything on the website, trying to plan for my trip to America coming up. Oh, in a few no, days. Oh, you're coming to America. I forgot. Oh, you really? Yeah. You're, you're like uh, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall back in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, that's about it, except uh, I don't think I'll be uh, having any uh, entourage sending me uh, money uh, if I run out. Oh, man, that's too bad for you. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that would be cool if it worked that way, though. It would be very cool. Um I was just about to quote one of the uh, the famous lines from the movie, but I don't think it's uh, family friendly enough. Oh, you better not, especially <laughs> if it's something Matty Murphy says. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been so frantic. Uh, this past month since we recorded our last podcast has just been up to our eyeballs with Man of Steel stuff. Obviously, the movie is out in a matter of uh, days, uh, and this will be the last podcast before. The film comes out, so we have so much to talk about. Let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right into all the Man of Steel stuff. And off the top, there's just been trailers and TV spots galore. Oh, there's so many. I'm so excited. Every day, it almost seems like every day I wake up and there's something new to look at. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, am I crazy or is that about right? It's about right. I mean, <laughs> sometimes you can think, oh, you know, the weekend's here. Things will slow down. There won't be that much news. But they released the trailer on Saturday and then another, sorry, TV spot Saturday and then another one on Sunday this past weekend. Yeah, uh, and everybody thought one of them had a famous face from another version of Superman that we've recently seen. Oh, you're not familiar with this? No, Look what, at this. What, what I have this? brought a new subject to your attention. What have you scooped Imagine that. It's like, um, uh, in the uh, one of the latest uh, TV trailers, there's a uh, captain in the army who mm. uh, says, oh, I just think he's so cute. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was a buzz all over the Internet that people thought Erica Durance was uh, oh. making a uh, <laughs> cameo appearance in the film. And I could see where they thought that. And I actually, the, when I first saw it, it was a... Uh, it was a bootlegged copy that someone had recorded off their TV, yeah. and and so you couldn't really see it. But she does have some of the same facial features and kind of sounds like Erica Durance. Okay. Uh, but I, I quickly looked it up, and uh, it's uh, I, I don't have the person's name offhand, but she's actually listed in the credits as being that captain, and it's not, of course, Erica Durance, which, uh, uh, believe it or not, as hard as I am on Smallville at times, I was excited that uh, we, we might have a cool little cameo there. <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't heard that one, but uh, that's uh, interesting. But it, it is a very, uh, I guess, a cute spot there at the end of that TV commercial uh, where the uh, the general or whatever he is smile, uh, looks at the uh, the female captain and says, to her, what are you smiling about? And she says, well, I, I just think he's really hot. And <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of females out there, uh, soldiers or otherwise, who uh, echo her sentiments. I think that that's probably the case. And uh, also that... This particular spot, I think, might be going for that kind of idea, the the idea that uh, – and I've talked to many uh, uh, women who don't even know that there's a new – and I hate hearing it when I hear that they don't even know that there's a new – really, there's a, a new Superman movie coming. Uh, you would think, how could how could there be people who haven't seen that yet? But, uh, you know, and, and then they when I show them, oh, yeah, and this is the guy who's going to be playing them, they're like, oh, oh, yes, I can see that. That's uh, – yeah, I like that. That's good. Uh, so, you know, that's good to hear. And, and apparently, um, 
there, you know, uh, there will be women who feel the same way as this army officer does. Yeah, and uh, the trailer that came out a couple of weeks ago now, since we recorded, we're recording this. Uh, with, you know, another long trailer that was released in cinemas and obviously released online as well, and I believe it's uh, screening before uh, possibly Iron Man and also, de but definitely The Hangover Three. Um, <laughs> is, you know, a, a just a lot more footage, a lot more fighting, a lot more of General Zod. Some people were concerned uh, that uh, people didn't know who the big bad villain of this movie was, but I don't think uh, after seeing this last trailer that there is any doubt now in people's minds about the big bad of this film and the, the threat level of this film. And there's punching and there's the heat vision. I'm just uh, enthralled by this uh, visual, uh, you know, um, look of the heat vision that they've come up with. It looks so, so great. It looks so dangerous yeah. and looks so destructive. Even when uh, there's one, I don't know if it's in six or seven, but there's one where uh, it looks like people have Superman by each arm and they're kind of uh, spinning him around to take him away or something. And it looks like his, his heat vision is on and it's kind of uh, spinning in, in kind of a circular motion. Yeah, it, uh, it's it, phenomenal. It, it's, it happens so quickly that I can't really tell exactly what's going on, but uh, it really looks. Uh, you know, I was kind of pleased with the way they did Heat Vision on Smallville. I mm. actually uh, was pretty impressed with it for a television uh, budget and the way they they uh, they showed it. And um, they, but this looks really just you know talking about amping up the powers and the action and making it uh, really um, matter. And it, it just looks really uh, impressive. Yeah, I mean, I remember with. You know, previous versions of, the, of Heat Vision in movies or whatever it might be, and technology obviously withstanding in those eras, people used to call them laser beams, you mm. know, coming out of his eyes. There is no way you can call these laser beams. This is <laughs> full-on heat fire, you know, vi you know, just just like a flamethrower vision. It looks great. I, you know, and I've said too in previous versions, you know, people have kind of... Talk to me about it being kind of a, a copy of Cyclops, whatever. First of all, uh, it's the same as the people who say that the Fantastic Four movie was just a ripoff of Disney's The Incredibles. And you know, I have to, I have to tell these reviewers who, you know, spend their life <laughs> reviewing movies and are supposed to be experts that Fantastic Four came out years and years before, and the idea of The Incredibles kind of came out of the idea of doing a spoof on a Fantastic Four and other superheroes. And so, yes, you know, when Fantastic Four was made into a movie, it kind of had that same feeling, but that's because that feeling came from that idea in the first place. Mm. And and Cyclops came long after Superman was yeah. firing beams out of his eyes. And, uh, you know, the one thing I always, I always try to envision when I think about heat vision, and I haven't yet seen it done this way on film, or even in uh, animation, um, is is when he fights Doomsday in, in the Death of Superman arc, which uh, who the hell knows where that is in canon anymore. But mm. uh, back in the day when it happened, you know, he could focus his heat vision in so many different ways. Mm. It could be fired out into little little uh, little fireball type things. Yeah, it could best. be it, it could be two little beams. It could be thicker beams. And I also remember one shot where he's kind of upside down and he's blasting Doomsday into the ceiling with a giant concentrated blast from both eyes, but they come together and it almost looks like a massive beam. Mm. Um, so mm. so I like the idea then. I think that might have been the first time I learned that, you know, because at that time, 
pretty much my knowledge, just like most of the movie going public's knowledge of Heat Vision and Superman and that kind of thing came from seeing what they did with Christopher Reeve and how it worked mm. there. And it was always these two little beams that came out that kind of did look like laser beams. And, and, and I, I've always wanted to see, since I saw that Doomsday arc, the Heat Vision used in all these different ways that I now knew that he could use it. And uh, the captain that was in the, uh, just to give her some credit, uh, is her name is Christina Wren. Mm-hmm. And it says she's being credited as Christina Gubril. So I wonder if she's gotten married between the time that the credits were made and and, uh, and now. But uh, Captain Carrie Ferris she's playing, and she apparently thinks Superman is cute. So <laughs> there, the, <laughs> there that is. Or like maybe she's talking about Zod. Who knows? Mm, yeah, somehow, somehow I doubt it. But uh, it's look, look, it's it's the TV spots. Uh, each one just keeps, keeps getting better and better and better. And we see new, you know, bits of uh, footage we haven't seen before. And you know, the the I mean, we don't spoil things for people who haven't seen them, but they're out there. You can't not see them as if you're watching TV or you know, you're on the internet, you're on the Superman homepage. They're there. And, you know, so we don't consider them spoilers as such because they're commercials, they're promotional material for the movie. But uh, you know, the one where he's <clears throat> uh, seems to be in a, like almost sinking into a, a sea of skull, human skulls. Uh, just a great visual, and you just don't know how that fits in or where that fits in, or if it's a uh, um, a dream, if it's a, um, a hallucination. We don't know, but there's so many great visuals coming out of these TV spots and commercial commercials and trailers. Oh, there really is. And when I saw that one with the with the skulls, I was just thinking. My first thought, it reminded me of. Um, I forget who the comic book artist was who kind of came out against the movie before the movie even came out and said, you know, oh, for God's sake, reconsider the rating and, and make uh, it PG. Greg Rucker? Uh, Greg Rucker, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, for the first time, I kind of saw that and said, wow, that seems really dark for yeah. a Superman uh, but on the other hand, um, again, not knowing what, where where it's at or what it is or what's going on, the idea of the threat, the menace, mm. the 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 thing that Superman needs to face, being that dangerous and being that dark and being that scary, I think is a good thing. Uh, we just need the uh, the opposite side of that, which is Superman being the hope and the you know, and that's what people are worried about, of mm. course, when they talk about darkness and not needing so much darkness and please you know we superman needs to be rated pg and i i disagree with it that it needs to be rated pg but i do understand that we still need superman to be you know the hope the light and i think that probably a lot of your fears should have been alleviated when they say straight out that the uh, symbol on his chest stands for hope on his world and exactly and uh, you know you can see there's so many visuals too and all these um uh, TV ads and spots and trailers where there is a lot of light on his face and he does look bright and um, uh, inspiring and um, like for me the Superman that we all expect him to be and 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 I think that having that kind of kind of menacing look with something like that um, being something that he's got a face makes it all the more triumphant when he when he comes forward as the as the victor or whatever at the end or whatever it's going to happen you know and mm. i and i've heard some theories about those skulls and um you know oh we, we some i think it was uh, i don't know comicbookmovie.com or something that said well, our theory is that you know this is um this is the spider-man point in the movie where uh <laughs> superman's getting beaten up and and all of the people of metropolis stand around him and zod fries them all to death and i would th- that would be very scary and very impressive for a villain to do um and i but but that would be also very um oof, 
Very dark for a Very, Superman. Yeah, not, not, I don't think that would even be PG-13. I think that would be a bit beyond that. So, uh, yeah, I, I, look, it's all speculation. We don't know at this point in time exactly what is happening there, but it is a great visual, and it just adds to the fact that people think, oh, we're getting spoiled. We know too much about this movie. We, we, well, you just show, goes to show there, we don't know what, where that fits in, what happens there, how that works. But uh, it is very interesting, and we uh, are looking so much forward to this movie. Uh, tickets are available now, um, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, I mean, even in Australia, where the movie doesn't get released until June 27th, you can already start buying tickets uh, for the uh, you know the first day. The IMAX, sorry, not IMAX. Uh, um, you can see it in gold class, which is like a, a very luxurious, you know, you've got to recline a chair, get they bring you out food during the movie, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's all available now. So uh, you can buy your tickets. If you're uh, in America, you can get them through Fandango. And if you're um, in Australia, you can get them through, um, uh, what is it, uh, eventcinemas.com.au. Uh, also in America, you can get them through the AMC theatres. You don't have to go through Fandango. So, uh, uh, And in the UK, just get them through your local cinema's website. Uh, but very exciting that you can now purchase tickets for Man of Steel. And we can finally say it's out next month because we're recording this at the end of May. Oh, so I can't believe we're here. You know, do you remember it's only been... <laughs> Uh, it's been two years now, I guess, since we first started hearing about it, and everybody for a long time has been, oh my god, two years, how are we going to make it? <laughs> and then it was supposed to come out in December, and, and then it was put, and oh my gosh, now we got to wait another eight months, and, and here it is. We're, I mean, we're here. Yeah, it's fantastic. Now, there have been lots of promotions for Man of Steel, heaps of different tie-ins, uh, different companies doing things. Uh, you know, Walmart alone, uh, I don't know if we spoke about this in the previous podcast but uh walmart did a massive promotion and uh, that's been uh lukewarm in some areas well done in other areas different shops different stores uh you know were some went with you know ran with it and did really well others were a bit lax and had no idea what was going on and didn't really participate in it that well but uh the fact that man of steel is the first movie that a major um retail chain has decided to connect with to do an advanced screening sell tickets through the department store i think that just goes to show you know how um how much people are looking forward to man of steel how big this movie will be and whether it was done that great or not by walmart just goes to show that it's you know it's a new thing and a new idea a new concept and uh, it's the first of its kind <coughs> now my yeah i mean i'll agree with you there because um I guess there have been movie tie-ins uh, through stores and things before, and you know I was seeing Iron Man setups in the Walmart, you know, when Iron Man three was coming out, and they had a special area where Iron Man toys were and, and such. But 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 you're correct in that um, I don't remember a movie having, you know, they they had these standees up inside the door saying get your tickets here first, mm. uh, with a big picture of Henry Cavill and the date you could get them, and they were up for probably a month or more, and I was so, just walking into Walmart, I was excited because I got to see Superman every time I would walk in there, um, and the, the standees are great, the color looks great on them, it's a great picture, and so, you know, you started to get excited, but then, then, I, then I remembered that uh, on, on the website, on, on the homepage, you had posted kind of a... Um, 
I guess, a blueprint of what the Walmart was supposed to look like mm-hmm. with a Man of Steel merchandise and the little aisle thing that they had and, and that the uh, associates were supposed to be wearing capes and that kind of thing. So I kept waiting. I kept going in there and there'd be nothing and then there'd be one thing and then there'd be a couple of things. And then eventually all of the uh, little hooks were filled with whatever they had. Mm. But then I found out there were still other items that that my local Walmarts didn't have. And I kept hearing people say, oh, well, my Walmarts had them or my Walmarts didn't have them. And then I went to Kmart. And so I started checking other places. And then finally, when I went to get my uh, my, uh, you know, preview tickets this past uh, last Saturday, I guess it was, I uh, I saw finally that they had the little aisle thing completely set up. So I thought, okay, well, maybe now it's going to be a full on promotion from this point forward. And a couple of people in the department where they were selling the tickets had the capes on, but nothing really else was going. It didn't seem like a whole lot of excitement around about it. Uh, and then the next day I went back and, and uh, in one of the Walmarts, the, the whole aisle was broken down and there was only a little piece of it left. Mm. And then the other one, the aisle is still there, but no one's wearing capes or anything. And I don't think – you know, I've heard some people talking about uh, there being um, – uh, ropes set up for people lining up because they expected to get a few hundred people. I don't think that happened at my local WalMarts, but we're we're you know we're not a big city or anything like that. But we do have the super centers, and I just don't know if a lot of people knew it was happening. But I did see a few people buy tickets while I was there, and it was exciting for me. I, I wanted to go just because I wanted to be a part of it. You know, I talked to people who said, do you really need to go one day? I mean, you waited all this time. Is one day early a big deal? And I was like, no, you know, I don't have to go the day before. But I, I just kind of like the idea of getting these early tickets yeah. and being in a, in, a, in a movie theater with people who liked the idea of getting early tickets. And I think it'll be uh, it'll be extra special because people made a point to go out and get tickets for the day early. Yeah, I mean, what's the big deal? Uh, so what, if you're, if you're that enthusiastic about something, you want to go see it the first day it's released, uh, you know, more power to you. I, I don't see where the harm is uh, for people to make those kinds of comments. But uh, look, you know, um, I think it's it's fantastic that Walmart did it, whether it was, you know, well organised or not. Um, it, it just goes to show that Man of Steel is going to be a big movie. Yeah, all these promotions going on, there's obviously not just the Walmart one, but there's Twizzlers. Uh, the one that uh, caught my eye was the National Guard uh, commercials and that. What did you think of that one? I, you know, I was really impressed by it. I actually uh, went to see the Star Trek movie, mm-hmm. and I had already watched the National Guard one uh, online. But mm. uh, you know, before Star Trek, uh, they played the the commercial, and on the big screen, you, you know, you can hear the music a lot better, and it's very. It's kind of inspiring and it's 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 kind of touching at the same time and and there's other scenes in there that haven't been in any shots uh, in any of the trailers or anything and it's uh, it was really exciting to see it on the big screen. Yeah, and uh, Walmart had uh, their own um, what would you call it a, a featurette that they played in stores, but it was also released online that uh, had interviews with you know the cast and some of the producers and uh, the director and. That also had some new footage. Uh, I especially liked the scene of Superman flying uh, and, and uh, like buzzing over the uh, the, the herd of ze- zebras or zebras. Yeah, it, I mean, it was it was really really <laughs> neat. Like some of these kinds of shots with of him in flight are are, are types we haven't really seen before. Yeah. So uh, other promotions that uh, I recall. Uh, let's see what else did we have? We had the uh, Gillette How Does He Shave dot com. Uh, they're going to have these five different videos from uh, different people 
including the guys who uh, do Mythbusters and uh, what's the name that plays Amy Farrah Fowler on uh, 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 Big Bang Theory, uh, coming up with their theories on why uh, or how Superman shaves. Um, and uh, so that's an interesting one. I think that uh, kicks off at the end of May. So uh, check out the five different videos. You can get to vote on which one you think is the best theory on how Superman shaves. I think that's an interesting one by Gillette getting involved there. Uh, what did you think of that one? It's. I think it's funny. It's. It's kind of. It's one of those cute, like, uh, kind of jokey, silly kind of things. But. But uh, it is something that people you have heard people ask before. I've heard people say, you know, oh well, if he's so, uh, uh, you know, invulnerable, how can he? How can he shave? You know, why wouldn't he? Uh, and I've heard different kinds of theories. But you know, some people say, oh well, he, he uh, his beard doesn't grow. He's, uh, <laughs> and I, I don't know why that would be something. But I guess that's if you can't figure out a, a, a reason why somebody wouldn't have a beard, I guess if they can't grow one or don't grow one, you know, uh, I guess that could be possible. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of neat, and um, it's going to be interesting to see what some of these. Uh, I guess beard experts uh, have to say about uh, how how that uh, actually occurs. Mayim Bialik. Yes, I didn't realize she was actually a uh, true to life um, scientist of note. Yeah, she's apparently a genius, uh, and um, I guess you know when she was acting as a kid, that was the last time she was really acting, and then mm. she went to you know get her doctorate. In like uh, you know, physics, become a physicist of yeah, some kind. Yeah, that's right. She's a physicist. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, incredible. That, that um, is funny that she's actually playing um, that kind of a role in the in the Big Bang Theory, which I think she's fantastic at. Uh, me too, and I I think it's it's kind of rounded out the cast in, mm. in a, I think in a different way than they really expected it to go when they first started the show. But uh, <laughs> she's obviously a she's a, she's a great addition to the cast, and uh, I love that show. Yeah, me too. Um, and uh, there's other ones: Warby Parker with the the uh, Clark Kent glasses, Nokia bringing out a number of products. Uh, Norton had these great uh, three different featurettes on Speed Flight. And and uh, power, I think strength. it was strength, 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 strength. Yes, and then there's Carl's Jr. and Hardy's uh, restaurants uh, come out with this uh, super uh, bacon cheeseburger, which is like six slices of bacon. <laughs> I love bacon. Me too. Uh, but and that six? is, you know, uh, well, you know, um, there are <laughs> you some never have enough I bacon, guess, I guess. Who uh, at Thanksgiving time they actually cook their turkey. In bacon grease, oh, and then wrap bacon around the turkey, and then cook the turkey again with bacon on it. It's I, I, I've never done that, but uh, I could certainly see the appeal. Why don't they just crossbreed uh, a turkey with a pig? Uh, that's a good idea. I don't see why somebody hasn't done that yet. That could be your Google, yeah. sir. Now, that's... the the Carl's and Hardy's commercial is also fantastic. These guys fixing the potholes. I think that's a really good one. And the fa- and the look on Superman's face. It's so funny. <laughs> I was surprised to see this. I mean, you know, it's yeah. I meant to mention this when you when you when we were talking about the uh, the girl uh, army officer who says mm-hmm. she thinks he's cute. These are, uh, I think, the first time I've really seen any kind of humor. Um, coming from these trailers and these uh, these advertising, you know, it's all been kind of very grim and very serious, 
and there's a lot of action going on and hand him over or your world's going to face the consequences. And, and then, you know, in, in two of the most recent spots, uh, this of course being the Carl's Jr. thing, which is kind of silly, but also in the movie itself, we see a little bit of levity, a little bit of, a little bit of comedy, a little bit of, I guess, lightness. Mm. Yeah. The only other thing we'd seen was the, uh, discussion between him and Lois about what does the S stand for? And that was a bit of a nice, and light-hearted moment, but yeah, these are funny. These are, and it's not not a bad idea. I mean, you got to break it up a little bit, and and I like it. And I think that uh, Carl's Jr. one is is uh, hilarious. And I'm looking forward to seeing if the Hardys in Metropolis, where I'll be headed to for the Superman celebration, uh, where we have our Superman homepage meet and greet, uh, whether or not they'll be involved. Uh, one of the participating Hardy stores in this promotion, I think uh, it would behoove them to to be involved since they are in Metropolis. It would be really cool if they had something going on. I'm sure that they have the the whatever the happy it's not a happy meal, but whatever the kids meal promotion thing is. Carl's and, cool and, kids. Uh, oh, there you go. The Carl's cool kids. You know, I was interested to find out whether or not, and I guess we'll see when we see the movie. Obviously, that whole the whole idea behind the commercial isn't in it, but I wonder if that was a shot from the movie inserted into the ad or. Whether they actually, because I, what I was saying, you know, I was talking about it when I saw it, and my thought was, this is so cool because I don't remember, I remember, I remember movies with fast food companies before where they'd they'd have part of a fast food commercial and then they'd show a clip from the movie, or they'd have part of a fast food commercial and then they'd, you know, show a scene from something. But in this, it it looks, to me, it looks like they actually filmed. Uh, Henry Cavill, probably not with the uh, street workers, but whenever they were doing the movie or at another point and filmed that shot purposefully to use for this, or did they take it from the movie and just kind of somehow fuse the two together? Mm. Now, there's uh, also uh, world premieres happening or premieres of different of the movie coming out at different locations. The world premiere has not officially been announced, but it uh, leaked through a uh, Warner Brothers Canada promotion, a, a, a contest for Canadian Superman fans to get involved with, where they could win a uh, trip, a, a round trip to New York for the world premiere. And it states that the world premiere will be on June 10th in New York City. Uh, so that kind of let the cat out of the bag that Warner Brothers haven't officially announced the world premiere um, and uh, you know the the actual location of. Uh, where in New York City is still uh, under wraps. But um, June 10th will be the world premiere of Man of Steel in New York City. Um, and um, I can reveal that you and I are both going there for the world oh, premiere. Oh, you can reveal that. I, I That's awesome. I wasn't <laughs> sure we were allowed to, but uh, yeah, we're going to be there. You know, uh, you mentioned before that you were going to be at the celebration. I, I For some reason, I was under the impression that um, something about this trip or something about all the changes you had to make um, in order to make it to the premiere, you weren't going to be able to then also make it to the celebration. But it, it sounds like you either worked that out or I was misunderstanding. Yeah, well, originally I had heard that the world premiere would be in L.A. possibly around June 4th. And so I had made my plans to uh, to do that, to go over to L.A. first and then to the Superman celebration, which is on June 6th to 9th in Metropolis, Illinois. Uh, and then at the last minute, uh, got word that it would uh, not be in LA, but that it would in fact be in New York on June 10th. And so uh, we'll be making a mad dash from from the Superman celebration, uh, which ends on June 9th, uh, 
to get to New York on June 10th for the world premiere. And so uh, it's a bit of a, um, a whirlwind tour for, uh, for myself and I'll bring, bring my sister Carolyn with me. And we'll be meeting up with uh, yourself and uh, Jeffrey Taylor, who I haven't met yet. Um, but uh, yeah, looking forward to, to catching up with you guys and other Superman fans, uh, both at the Superman Celebration in Metropolis, Illinois, and then in New York City, which I've, where I've never been to before. Oh, that's awesome. I, I didn't realize you hadn't been there, but I guess that makes sense. I mean, um, not everybody has been, and you're from Australia, and, you know, it's hard to get over here just like it is uh, hard for me to get to Australia. I have been there once, but uh, didn't get – I mean, I wasn't spending too much time in the mainland Australia. I was I was staying at an island uh, resort uh, for my honeymoon, and it was, it was great. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, coming to New York and, and coming for something like this, I mean, what could be better? Yeah, exactly. And uh, looking forward to all that. Um, it, it just, it's so exciting. It's um, a little bit harrowing, actually, just trying to organize everything and, and get there and, you know, and know where to stay, where to, you know, oh, it's just so much, just so much going on. But uh, yes, it's world premiere June 10th. Yeah, there it is, June 10th, the world premiere in, in, in one of the greatest cities in the world and, uh, and, and hopefully one of the greatest, uh, movies, uh, any of us have ever seen. And we'll finally, I mean, we're going to be a part of it in a way that I would have never expected. And of course it's thanks to my involvement with the Superman homepage and, uh, you know, sure I've put in a lot of time, I, you know, I've done a lot of things, but, uh, you know, it's, I'm still very appreciative and, uh, glad that I was involved because, you know, as many people who have seen some of my videos and have heard me speaking on the Radio KAL broadcast will know that uh, this is pretty much my life. <laughs> so to be involved in such a way, uh, it's really a fantastic thing for me. I'm I'm super excited. And I, I do want to thank uh, Jeffrey Taylor, who uh, actually uh, – I guess he, he had uh, two tickets and, and someone, his, his wife wasn't able to go and he thought of me right away and um, uh, contacted me and, and said he wanted me to uh, uh, come so that we could all get together and, and uh, hang out and, and see the movie together. So uh, thanks to him and, and thanks to the homepage and um, I'm just glad to be involved. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to meeting, uh, we've met before you and I in person in Metropolis, Illinois five years ago, but looking forward to catching up with you again. And Jeffrey Taylor, meeting him for the first time, and obviously more, you know, not more importantly, but just as importantly, looking forward to seeing Man of Steel at the world premiere and uh, rubbing shoulders with the the hoi polloi of uh, of the movie. <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's it's I, I'm I'm flabbergasted myself. I even bought a new suit for it. So uh, really, yes. Is I've, it a Superman suit? Is that <laughs> no, Superman asses all right? No, I've uh, been meaning to buy a new suit. I've lost a bit of weight since. Uh, and you know, since I bought my last suit that uh, you know wear to weddings and things like that, so it was about time I bought a new modern slimline type suit. So, looking uh, looking forward to walking on the red carpet. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I, was gonna, uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to wear. Now I'm now I'm re-guessing everything. <laughs> yes, we'll have to talk. Um, the Hans Zimmer soundtrack. Lots of samples have been released. Water Tower music released. You know. Nearly half an hour's worth of the movie uh, soundtrack uh, as one-minute samples or three-minute samples, depending on the different tracks that they released. It's just it's it's really catchy. It's it's kind of like it's it's won me over now. 
I like a lot of what I've been hearing. I mean, just listening to the trailers alone, that that the whole idea that he gathered the twelve of the best drummers in the world or something to to come up with this uh, this this kind of drum um, theme. It's not really you know not a theme like the John Williams theme, but the but the idea that these drums are such a heavy part. Uh, of what's going on, and it, it fits with a lot of the action that I've been seeing, and I love the idea of, 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 of these musicians in a drum circle kind of pounding out the action on these drums, uh, and it's, it, it sounds great, and it's really stirring, and then, of course, there's that melodic, and, and there's, all, there's points where I can almost... Um, here a discernible theme you know mm. i'm not sure that that we're going to have one i'm not sure that there is one yet uh but uh you know i've been kind of disappointed with a lot of superhero movies and probably all of them since uh maybe the 1989 batman that actually had a theme that you could remember and sing um that i don't think i don't think many superhero movies if any that have come out since have had kind of a the batman theme or the superman theme where you know people know it and remember it and it's something that sticks with you after you leave so i've kind of been hoping that there would be something like that uh but so far what i've been hearing um sounds great in terms of of being effective toward watching the movie mm, yeah exactly so uh if you haven't checked them out there are different there are you know links you go to water tower music uh website um you can check out some downloadable links i think the uh amazon um Link for the uh, soundtrack also now has the, um, the the samples available. They were there for a while, but then they got removed. But uh, they're available now, so definitely check those out if you haven't uh, haven't done so yet. Lots of merchandise available too. You know, we've spoken about all the T-shirts and all the action figures that are have you know, been out for a while now. Posters, uh, the calendars. Uh, you can see preview images from the 2014 calendars that show you know f- you know images we haven't seen before. There's so much going out there at the moment. Uh, you know, it's just hard to know what to grab, what not to grab. And what I've been trying to figure out myself is, you know, we've been hearing for quite some time from fans that have been saying, you know, oh, this looks like it's going to be another Superman Returns debacle where they don't advertise enough and no one knows about it and, and they're not marketing this movie. And uh, clearly with all of the new ads and all of the posters and calendars and toys and everything that's out there and the Walmart thing and, and all these other companies getting involved, there's a lot of marketing going on. What I'm interested in is is how and, – and I don't know the word we're going to find out, but I wonder how effective it really is to the people who don't know uh, or didn't know or may not have cared in you know originally that there was going to be a Superman movie, of course – we know about it because you're you're out there searching it out and putting it on the site. I'm I'm out there trying to find everything I can, you know, mm. when I hear something looking at it, you know, but but we're on the search. We're kind of on the lookout. We're on high alert. We know it's coming and it's our thing. Uh but for the general movie going public or for people who just like superheroes or like Superman kind of in a general way, I wonder how much of this is hitting them. Uh, I watch a few shows and, 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 you know, I record them, so I usually fast forward through the commercials. But obviously if, if I saw a Superman ad, I would stop and rewind and watch it. But I haven't seen a lot personally other than on the on the Internet. And a lot of people aren't going on the Internet to search for specific movie trailers or movie TV commercials. We, uh, as I said, you know, the, the circles that we kind of run in and, and the things that we kind of look at get us 
that stuff first mm. um, and we're, we make sure we see it. But I wonder how effective it is toward, you know, because as I said, just as soon, uh, last week after I got my tickets, I went to the zoo and we ran into someone we knew and somehow it came up that we bought the tickets and, and, and she said, oh, there's a Superman and this is uh, only a month before it opens and didn't have any idea that, there was, you know, when she started talking about how she had a crush on Christopher Reeve and mm. how she, she can't imagine somebody replacing him and, and, and I showed her the picture and then she kind of, you know, uh, fainted a little bit and said that, uh, she approved. So that's good. But, uh, you know, I wonder again, um, how, how this marketing is working toward, uh, the general public. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I think when the movie is out, you know, obviously I know here in Australia, you know, most of the films that you see televised or com- uh, you see commercials on television for other movies where they say in cinemas now, you know, and they, so it's, they don't do too, too much pre-promotion, you know, uh, ahead of time. It's more about when the movie's out, you know, tickets available now. It's out in cinemas now. Go see it now. So, you know, I think once the movie is out, come June 14th for Americans, June 27th for Australians, you will see a lot of TV commercials because the movie is out. It's a product that's available to go purchase now. So I think uh, you'll see uh, an influx of commercials then and there. Now, now how did it go for you? With uh, Superman Returns, when um, when when that movie came out, did you did you have another two weeks to wait uh, in Australia to see uh, that one as well? Uh, not that I recall, because of the fact that it was filmed here in Australia, I think there was more of a you know an ownership of the movie here, and and they felt um, you know inclined to to release it the same day and date as what was being released in America. Uh, so, uh, if anything, I think we might have even got it a few hours earlier because of the fact of the time difference. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think with uh, Superman Returns, it was a bit of a different uh, situation there. I see a lot of these movies. Um, Star Trek uh, was out in, in other countries before uh, the United States. Um, there was another. I think Iron Man came out in other countries before the United States. I'm not sure if it came out in Australia first, but I remember people in England that I that I know and talk to saying that they were able to see it a full week or two before and I was kind of confused that they were getting I said doesn't that come out next week and they were oh no not in England sir and I was surprised and and I I was starting to get a little bit jealous and feeling like you know these are these are American movies and we're not getting them and and now so it's kind of I kind of you know, not to say that it shouldn't be fair and we shouldn't all get to see it at the same time, but I was kind of glad that that Man of Steel seemingly is is being released first in the United States. But I don't know. You have the dates there. I think uh, I'm not sure if anybody's getting it sooner. Yeah, well, I think the fact that June 10th is the world premiere is I think is the first screening uh, of the movie uh, anywhere. But um, yeah, I, you know, official screening. There have been um, obviously executives have seen it. Uh, there's rumours mm. of other people, you know, seeing. I know Russell Crowe saw it, um, and I don't think he was there. And I think it was here in Australia. So I don't know how. He know. was so excited he threw a phone at a desk clerk, <laughs> and then he went on to Twitter and said, "I don't know if a lot of people know, but uh, Man of Steel is actually a musical." And um, <laughs> and obviously, uh, you know, that's not the truth. But uh, that's uh, obviously something that's uh, dear, near and dear to him because of the uh, Les Mis uh, participation that uh, he was involved with. But. Uh, yeah, so uh, Man of Steel, um, June 10th. I actually, is, while you're speaking of Russell Crowe, I'm sorry, I wanted no, to say that I have defended him to so many people since Les Mis because I honestly feel like his 
his musical, you know, part in that movie. I actually thought he wa- he did what he needed to do. It wasn't it wasn't overly musical. It wasn't it wasn't you know. I guess it wasn't fantastic. It wasn't like blow me out of the water. Mm-hmm. You know, but it but he he. He did what he needed to do. He portrayed the character. He sang the songs, and it worked. Some of the other characters, I thought, were stretching a little bit, were maybe not able to reach some of the levels that they wanted to reach, and you could kind of hear the strain in some of their voices. So I thought the kind of more quiet, more subdued Russell Crowe singing was actually okay. You know, And I've heard a lot of people kind of be very critical of him, and uh, I, I, I thought he pulled it off you know, rather rather well and he played the same role that i just recently played in in the show Mm -hmm. uh here on live stage so it's a little bit different but uh, my understanding is they sang their parts live and and of course with getting tired voices they're filming for 18 hours a day doing the same song over and over again so you know you're gonna have some points where it doesn't quite sound exactly the way you might like it to but uh, i thought he did rather well and here we have him playing jor-el and you know he's played a gladiator he's he's clearly very versatile and mm. uh he has a band yep so i, I mean I, he is a singer so uh you know i i think i think he's uh he's going to be great in this movie obviously now there have also been a number of things released online for man of steel um warner brothers have released a glyph creator that allows you to create a kryptonian uh, or be you know connect yourself with one of the 20 houses of uh, of krypton um and you have the glyph there that you, you know you can create with your along with the uh, the kryptonian version of your name uh and then there's a a game called metropolis mayhem which has you flying a superman dodging uh beams and uh collecting s shields and uh, it gets harder and harder and people have said that it's uh, quite challenging I haven't played that yet, but I did see it, and I did I did hear people say it, it it's it's fun, but I also heard them say it is very difficult at the mm. same time. Mm. And as far as the glyph creator, I haven't done that yet. I, I do want to. Um, Twenty houses. Do you think that 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 is that they're saying that in this version of Krypton there are twenty houses on the entire planet, or or that that that's just all they had for this particular. Um, you know, application. Well, uh, there is actually a 21st because the House of L isn't one of those 20 that you can be a part of. Um, so, um, look, they're ancestral houses. I don't know if, you know, that means everybody has that surname or, you know, how it works on Krypton. Uh, you know, there may be, you know, um, a lot more, but these are the ones that are involved or that, that are the uh, a more well-known houses, if you like. You know, it's like saying who are the 20 richest people in America. Kind of, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but these are the 20 that are available in the limited application that is uh, online. It was kind of interesting uh, through the the Warby Parker promotion. Um, I saw that they had these these uh, kind of five different fact pages where they compared Krypton and Kryptonians with Earth and with humans and. Uh, one of the stats was, I think, 8 billion people on Earth, but 1.4 billion people on Krypton. And I, I found it interesting because none of it seemed to be related to the glasses that they are selling that are, you know, Clark Kent-inspired glasses. But, um, you know, we've been talking about how Krypton seems much more alive, much more real, much more authentic, and that it seems like there's more than 40 people who die in a Crystal Palace mm. uh, as the world gets destroyed. But... At the same time, this highly advanced civilization still only has um, one fourth the amount of people—not uh, even one fourth, uh, you know, less—the amount of people that we have here on Earth. 
hmm. according to this little promotion, which I'm sure uh, since they have actual pictures from the movie and such on their little uh, posters that uh, it must be somewhat accurate to what the uh, producers of the movie are trying to say. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it is interesting and uh, these little facts things that they come out with. But, um, you know, look, those, those apps are online. I have actually created a graphic uh, of the 20 houses uh, of uh, Krypton, which you can check out on the Superman homepage. Uh, now and uh, it uh, you know has the 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 name and then the Kryptonian symbol, uh, the uh, font if you like for uh, the um, the Kryptonian language as well. And, and there is a whole Kryptonian language out there. They've they've had a professional I don't know what you would call them, but the person who does languages um, come in and create an actual Kryptonian written language that not just has the A to Z of you know of uh, the English alphabet, so it's not just a complete you know 26 letter uh, transliteration from English to Kryptonian. It also has uh, symbols for combinations of letters like you know th or sh, ch, double o. They also have their own symbol uh, for the Kryptonian um, alphabet. So uh, look for that on the Superman homepage soon as well. Uh, I should have that finished by time this episode goes up online. Mm, you're a busy man, sir. Like I said, flat out, just so much going on. Yes, yeah, it is a lot. But uh, yeah, I would imagine for you that it's the kind of thing that uh, makes you excited and enthused. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, as, in terms of being quiet and nothing going on, I think uh, you'd much rather it be this way. Yeah, I'd like it to be a little, a little bit calmer, but uh, <laughs> it's it's all good. Uh, if I wasn't something to, interesting, so I was just going to say, if I wasn't trying to plan a trip to America at the same time, I wouldn't mind it. Mm. <laughs> Something interesting that we didn't talk about in our promotions. Um, there's, a, I didn't see the Nokia one, but uh, there's a. It's weird here. I don't know if you've had it over there, but here in the United States, I've seen these Sears commercials mm. where they start off by going, "This is super," and there's a, there's like half of the screen is a picture of Superman flying up into the heavens. It's right. that that shot that we saw in the first trailer, mm-hmm. and then the other half is like lettering about Sears or whatever, and then. The Superman half closes off, and then they talk about mattresses and what they're selling. And at the bottom of the screen, there's a hashtag, this is super. And then I think there might be another shot from the movie at some point or not, but they say how super this is and what they're selling. But it it doesn't seem to be related at all. I don't even know what the tie-in is or how it's, you know, do you have any information on that? Yeah, it just seems to be a tie-in, but it doesn't, like, they don't actually have anything really connected to the movie in their commercial, as you state. Uh, Sears isn't uh, one. It isn't in Australia, so it's not something that I've seen here locally. But it's uh, it, yeah, it seems to be like a, you know, let's just ride the coattails of this movie, but not actually tie it in anyway. Uh, let's just you know use some footage and the symbol and uh, and use the word super. Well, it's extra advertising for the movie. I'm yeah. sure there's some sort of contract, or you know, they legally they're allowed oh, yeah. to do what they're doing. You know, but uh, I found it kind of funny, interesting at the same time. Yeah. Now, moving away from Man of Steel, uh, the there is another Superman movie out at the moment called Superman Unbound. It is based on the Jeff Johns uh, Superman Brainiac story from the comic books from a few years ago. Uh, sadly, I haven't seen it yet, and I don't, I don't believe you have either, Scotty. No, I, I, uh, I've, I'm remiss in my duties. I, uh, I, I, I wanted to get to a Target where they were selling it, um, when it when it first came out. I guess for a week they sell it for cheaper, and then it goes up 
to the $20 or whatever, and I never made it over there. And then I finally just got it, but I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Okay. Now, I know uh, Michael Bailey has seen it, and he says, says that this is now his favorite Superman animated movie um, of all time. So that mm. that sounds great. Hi, Marks uh, from Mr. Bailey. Yes. I, uh, I, that, that makes me even more excited to watch it. I wasn't crazy about the look of the animation, if I'm being honest. I, I, I rather like the animation that they used on the cover mm-hmm. and, and wish that they would have used that for the uh, movie animation, but that's probably a lot harder to reproduce in uh, you know moving scenes. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I didn't like the animation in the last one either, and I loved it. Uh, the film, uh, The Elite versus Superman versus The Elite, I thought was a fantastic uh, interpretation of that storyline, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, kind of an argument to people about uh, why Superman is what he is and that he's still cool. Uh, but uh, this Unbound, I'm, I'm now looking more forward to because of uh, Michael's review. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, our movie discussions for uh, this episode. Um, now- There's also a movie out that I wasn't personally interested in, but I ended up buying it because. It comes with a little Superman Clark Kent ah, Lego yes. figure. Yes, yes, I got that too. Uh, I haven't watched that either as yet. Me either, but I had to buy it, and I wanted to let people know about it because if you don't know or don't care about, you know, Lego movies, uh, the Batman—I guess it's Batman Two or Batman Lego Two or something. It's, it's uh, actually called Lego Batman the Movie DC Superheroes Unites. Ah, uh, there you go, and it comes with a little which I'm sure you could probably find on eBay a few months from now if you wanted to, but uh, I saw it there and uh, had to get it. Yes, and uh, it, yeah, it's only a limited time, that little action figure on the cover. Uh, for It's a limited edition thing, so if you're interested, the uh, the Blu-ray, I think. I'm not sure if the DVD comes with it. Um, did you get it on DVD or Blu-ray, Scott? I got it on Blu-ray, but yeah, I, I believe same. they both I, – I think they both come with it because they, uh, they were in the same little aisle end okay. cap thing. And yeah. I saw it on – it's based on the video game of, of the sim- same name, so uh, it's, uh, by all uh, accounts, uh, quite funny. So definitely check that out as well. It's available now. Uh, talking about DVDs that have been released, um, a couple of Super Friends seasons have been released on DVD. The first one, uh, which I guess people are calling a season four because of the, the fifth one, or the one that comes after is being labelled season five, but... Uh, it's probably better known as the world's greatest Super Friends, which is what it uh, aired on TV as in the 1970s. Um, but that was released as a Target exclusive release at first, and I believe it's probably going to get a, a wider release and, uh, eventually. But it is available on Amazon.com through or through the Superman homepage online store uh, if you want to pick that up. And then the, the fifth season um, DVD is now a wider release, and that is called Super Friends A Dangerous Fate. And that's just collecting more of those Super Friends cartoons from the 1970s that we've all been waiting to uh, see released on DVD. Very cool. Have you ever seen the, uh, the Family Guy where they, uh, where they do the whole opening to the Super Friends? Um, and it's yeah. all the characters from Family Guy and like Peter Superman is a big fat 
<laughs> big fat Superman. He's so funny. It's it's because they do the whole thing with the music, and I think Chris is Aquaman, and and then they get to the end and they go, and Meg. It's just Meg and her stupid hat, just looking like Meg, and then they go back to whatever they're doing with the Super Friends, and it's just it's very funny if you haven't seen it. No, I'm sure they have that that little part on YouTube if if you look it up. It's it's, it's cool. funny. They have a lot of uh, on all the Family Guy seasons. They have a lot of uh, superhero little cutaways and, and, and things. They have one with Zod and, and Ursa, and they come to town along with all these other people who come to town for some kind of blooming of the roses or something, and they end up getting into a bar fight, and then they get punched into the Phantom Zone and go flying away. And yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I guess you, I guess you <laughs> had to be there. Yeah, I guess you did. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, seasons four and five of the Super Friends available on DVD if you uh, check them out at uh, your local store or, like, as I said, on uh, Amazon.com. Now, let's go into comic books uh, discussions. Uh, the Adventures of Superman, we've been waiting for it. It's this new standalone, continuity-free series. Uh, you can get the chapters digitally uh, first. Uh, then they're collected, uh, the three chapters are collected into a print edition, uh, which uh, um, chapter, or sorry, Issue number one is out now of the Adventures of Superman comic book. Uh, I've been loving these. I think they're fantastic. I've read up to chapter four now, and they're just so much fun, and you don't have to know anything about Superman. You don't have to know anything about continuity. You can just read each one at whatever time, uh, in whatever order, and they're just standalone great stories. Well, I, I read the first four as well, mm-hmm. and I'm, I, I'm, I'm a little on the fence, so I'm not. I'm not as. I'm not as on with them yet as you seem to be, okay. uh, for a couple of reasons. I do. I do love the kind of old school feel that they have to it. The the, the, the title page kind of has a '40s looking Superman, and I, and I like. I like that they're quick and that you can kind of digest them in a, in a few minutes. It doesn't. It doesn't take a long time to read them. And I also love, just as I love with the Smallville comic. I love the, the the digital only and that it it fits your screen. It's not you don't have to try and scan right and left and up and down and mm-hmm. I don't know if you've if you do a lot of your comic reading on the computer but I do all my reading now on the computer okay. and a lot of times you skip ahead by accident or you skip backwards and it goes all the way back to the front because you missed something at the bottom and so a lot of times you can spoil yourself to the next page or what's going on because you don't know where you're at and it jumps around a little bit. And it's hard to kind of – when they have splash pages, it's hard to see every – you really can't see everything at once unless you back off a lot and then it's not in the right size and it doesn't look right. And so I like these digital only – I mean they're called digital first I guess because yeah. they do do the collected editions. But I like them being just laid out for reading on the computer. Um, you know in the first episode, I love the little clip you know, at the end that they have with Luthor. He's, he's, you know, he's the confident – businessman behind the scenes guy making things happen that I've always liked to see you know that I'm kind of missing in the new 52 because he kind of seems kind of wormy and squirmy and kind of cowardly in the the new 52 but here we have this but then we go to the the next one and it's kind of and again we're free of continuity so as much as I felt like that Luther thing was going to continue I kind of knew I guess going in that these were going to be standalone stories. Mm-hmm. But then in the third, we have Luther in his suit escaping from, you know, strikers. So there's a lot of, it is a lot of jumping around and a lot of different things going on. And one whole story isn't even really Superman. It's this other guy. 
and then the w- one story is kids pretending to be Superman. So it's a weird kind of mix. <laughs> and none of the I don't I don't I did not appreciate any of the art. And I don't know if that's purposeful that they just wanted it to kind of look like a cartoon or that that kids drew it or 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 what exactly it is. And I do get the impression that the series is supposed to be aimed toward children and I'll tell you why I think that's a mistake even though I like the idea of trying to interest kids uh you know the superman family book didn't work you know these other it doesn't seem to me that either parents are buying these for their kids or that kids really care about reading comics even if it's on the computer but it does seem like these are made specifically uh for children that's what it seems like they're going for mm. Yeah, I didn't necessarily get the children vibe, but um, I can understand not liking some of the artwork. Some of the artwork is, you know, extremely rough, especially I think it was the second or third chapter. The Bizarro one was a bit, uh, it was, you know, quite strange. But uh, look, all in all, I think, you know, they're a great uh, addition to the family of Superman comic books, especially for people who either aren't regular comic book readers or who can't get into the New 52 for whatever reason. Um, I think that, you know, give these a try. I think they're well worth checking out. Uh, so something uh, to look into there for, uh, you know, people who are thinking about grabbing comic books and uh, just don't know where to start or, you know, as I said, aren't appreciating what's currently going on in the in-continuity books. But, um, you know, I guess it's not everybody's cup of tea. And the artwork, I know, is, you know, it turns some people's uh, noses, but um, other people, you know, quite enjoyed the roughness of some of the books. I did enjoy reading them. I will say mm-hmm. that. I, I, but I just, I'm not, I'm not as satisfied with them as I would have liked. I was hoping for a more mm-hmm. comic book look and a comic book feel. But I will say that uh, the fourth episode is probably more right of Superman than I have seen in a long time, at least in the way I feel it is. You know, and it's 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 summed up by one statement: "I love being me." He says it in the very beginning of the mm, book, mm. and we've said for so many years it seems now, and and maybe even be going down that path with Man of Steel, where he's kind of, you know, dark. He's brooding. He doesn't like his responsibilities. He, he wishes he wasn't Superman. This and that, and and I just think that this one little story where. Technically, it's not even Superman saying the words. Uh, they got it right more than I've seen in, in over a few years of comic books. So I did really appreciate that. Yes. Oh, and also on yeah. page 10 of that same book, they say Great Scott, and I was pretty <laughs> happy with that as well. Very cool. Now, uh, in the in-continuity books, uh, since our last podcast, Superman number 19 and Superman 20 have been released, and it's, uh, well... You can kind of talk about them uh, as one because it's uh, a st- the story about Orion uh, coming to Earth, uh, seeking out Superman uh, because he thinks he has to kill him because, you know, um, be what's happening with... Uh, what's the guy with the big head? Uh, Hector Hammond. That's right. Um, he is, seems to have ta- inserted his consciousness within Superman, uh, whether it's embedded there or somehow uh, subconsciously there, uh, weird things are happening around Superman. He seems to be seeing different alternative realities and things, different weird things keep happening. Uh, and then at the end of number 20, it kind of comes, all comes to a head. Wonder Woman's there, helps out. Uh, what did you make of these stories? Uh, you know, I, I, I almost hate to say it, but I really kind of enjoyed the stories. <laughs> and why do I say that I hate to say it? Um, 
there's a few things that bother me about look i'm controlling your mind stories and and the big thing here is is that like with perry i like seeing him kind of clap clark on the back and say how proud of him he is and how he loves that he you know stood up to it and wants the truth and walked out of there and then then he under his breath says you know he thinks he's a scumbag and then we find out that none of that is real so at first i'm like oh this is really cool you know perry's liking him and you know oh this is great you know lois is being really flirty with and then you go oh but it's not and so i don't know what if any of that is really real feelings that anybody has and it seems like none of that was actual reality so does any of it matter does any of it count uh and i personally do like to see character development and people becoming friends and people actually having a relationship. And I feel like it's been over two years now and nobody has a relationship at all. Like, I don't feel like Jimmy and Clark really have anything that we can really, I mean, they've had a couple of scenes together, but it just seems like anything that actually looks like some sort of development ends up being not really real. But I do like Clark missing his parents and and kind of looking to them and wishing they were there to help him with these human interactions because he's not sure how to react and he's good with being Superman because that kind of comes naturally. But uh, in social spots or trying to interact with his fellow human beings, it's it, it, he has a hard time because he's not really a human being, mm-hmm. I guess. But mm-hmm. uh, I like that, of course, because I've missed him even having any kind of interaction with his parents. And it's and that then in in part twenty, I guess is real cool because then Jonathan and Martha are there for a bit in that little not real Mm. (laughs) uh, part that, that goes on. What I did find odd is that, you know, he has this kind of serious relationship going on with Diana and it's been going on in justice league. And that's been the major place where we've seen it, but here they kind of bring it to the Superman book and she comes to see him at Lois's housewarming party or whatever, which, I don't even want to mention how she has this giant friend's size apartment with huge picture windows <laughs> looking out over the biggest city in the world and somehow is able to afford it on whatever meager salary that reporters make. Um, she even says it in the book. Now that she's back to being a reporter, she has no idea how they're going to afford this apartment. But let's not worry about that now. It's a comic book. Um, but I, I did think it was weird that he says, oh, well, ever since I started dating Diana, um, all hope of anything happening with Lois is kind of uh, – you know." Uh, fallen by the wayside and that doesn't seem like a a superman sentiment to me uh it almost seems like he's like well i'll have this relationship with diana but what i really want is something going with lois just seemed off it seemed off to me i don't know i know people i know fans want the lois and clark thing to be happening but that just seemed yeah it sounds like it's a writer's you know the writer inserting yes i know everyone wants him with lois and so I'm going to kind of insert that into Superman's uh, psyche as well, which seems a bit strange, as you said. It doesn't seem like if you had Wonder Woman, why would you be worried about anybody else? Yeah, well, <laughs> not, yeah. I mean, you could say it that way, but that's not exactly what I mean. I just mean when you're in that relationship to be saying, well, you know, if Lois wasn't so mad that I was dating Diana, maybe I'd still have a shot with her. Kind of seems yeah. to mean that Clark would be willing to you know, drop Diana or or have something going on the side with Lois at the same time if Lois was okay with it. It just see I don't know. There was a lot of weirdness going on there. Yeah, but, it uh, did seem. Yeah, I I love the cover of Twenty because it's like I know a lot of people like 
backgrounds and like a lot of detail and but i i think it's cool it's a it's almost like old school or it's almost like a boxing poster or something it, it, I, I like it a lot yeah very cool all right and then action comics uh action comics number 20 uh in this one we see this continuation of this virus this thing that overtook superman's hand that you know lex luthor had implemented and uh, it's been removed. Uh, he's in the block, you know, which is in the middle of the the Earth, uh, with uh, Doctor. What's her name? Veritas or something? What's her name? Doctor. Uh, it's not Veritas, but it's <laughs> it's some, something like that. I thought I had it on the tip of my tongue until you said Veritas, <laughs> and now, truthfully, it's all Sorry. out the window now. I can't, uh... Anyway, this this virus, uh, um, you know, they they put it into this red sunlight to kind of you know take away its. Kryptonian elements or its powers or whatever and then all of a sudden it grows and it attacks Superman and it goes onto the earth you know into the surface world and starts uh, becoming harmful to the public and uh, you know really going out of out of proportion yeah it's uh, it's mayhem is what it is and you got exactly. this arm and it grows it's just uh, it's an odd story but I also you know I kind of enjoyed it yeah um, I like that there's motion with Lex finally I see kind of some some things going on where he's finally, you know, seeming more like he's like the Luthor we might like to see and not right. like a, you know, kind of cowardly guy who's like, ah, you know. Get away from um, so I kind of like seeing that. And and uh, I did like this. Uh, you know, at first I thought Superman had killed the creature and it was clearly sentient because it was talking to him. Look, we're the same. And then suddenly he froze it and destroyed it. But then in the next panel, he says, where is it? And I, so I was a little confused there, but it seemed like it wasn't killed. So I don't know. And then they have this secondary story about the Science Council on Krypton, which I actually – I think I liked better than the first story, the main part of the mm. story. Mm. But I did find it a little off-putting when Jaxer was quoting Shakespeare. Yeah, that's a bit bizarre. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's also hard to tell who killed who at the end there. Somebody comes in and kills somebody, and I'm not sure if it looks like it might be Zod, uh, which would make sense, I guess, in who we think Zod might be. But and I'm not sure who he. It looks like someone's getting blown away, and I'm not. I'm not really sure if we're supposed to know that until the next time around. But Mm. it was a little bit hard to tell who he was murdering there. Yeah. So uh, look, it's moving along uh, at its own pace, and you know. It's not a bad introduction for Andy Diggle and, uh, or, you know, um, whatever part he played in writing this. The artwork is great, uh, by the way. Mm. Uh, Daniels is fantastic. And we don't know how much of the writing is Daniels because of what happened with Diggle leaving uh, Mm. so early in his run of action comics. But look, it's it's going well. It's it's enjoyable so far. And then we move on to Superboy just quickly. this, you know, him versus Dreadnought and what's going on with Dr. Psycho and just all a little bit kind of there's all these machinations going on. You don't know who's, you know, what's going on exactly. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see whether Superboy is just going to be played for a fool here or not. Is this Lure character someone that's in Teen Titans? Are you uh, reading Teen Titans? Uh, I think Laura was there for a bit. I am reading Teen Titans, but I think she's more in her own book, which is one of the other, um, 
either the secret, what's that, su su uh, suicide squad, secret seven, one of the, team seven, one of those ones, I'm not sure exactly, but she's not in Teen Titans at the moment. But she has come in and out of Superman's life, uh, sorry, Superboy's life uh, in a couple of titles between here and, Super and Teen Titans. Okay, all right. The one thing I did notice is that I wouldn't. I don't think this is even considered one of the big titles, no. and 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 we have four artists and two color people, um, as if as if they have a ton of work to do, or 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 doing one title can't. Again, it's it's just. A, and I think I mention this every month. It seems like DC has editorial issues, and that they can't get their work out on time, and that they don't have the right people, and that there's always something going on. I'm not sure why we need to have four different artists. Uh, working on a book where it kind of looks different in different panels and the people, you know, on one page, uh, uh, Superboy looks pretty much exactly like Tom Welling. It's the center panel on page 15, if you if you look at it, where he's screaming. Um, uh, and then on other pages, he doesn't, It's just, which is fine, I guess, you know, they change from panel to panel. But I, I, I continue to find it strange that, that it's necessary to have uh, four different artists on books when, you know, the plan in the beginning and how it has always kind of been is that there's one artist and there's one writer and, and you know, the book gets done, but mm. that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. No, it is a bit frustrating and I guess they just want to get the books out on time and that's, uh, that's their main priority, uh, with the books these days, which can, uh, which means the artwork and writing can suffer, I guess. Um, so I guess it's, you know, whether you put the chicken before the egg or the egg before the chicken, I don't know. Um, well, I think they should definitely have the books out on time. I'm yeah. with that, but I, I think it it almost seems like you gotta uh, maybe hire different. I don't know, I, you know, to get people that will get their work done on time. Mm. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know it's just frustrating as fans looking at some of this uh, stuff that's coming out. And then uh, we've got Supergirl number twenty, which uh, we see Sanctuary, her home, her her fortress of solitude, if you like, under the on the ocean bed. Um, not recognizing her because of the fact that Power Girl is also there, and they, you know, Power Girl's obviously uh, Kara Zor-El from uh, Earth Two, and um, the for some reason Sanctuary cannot compute that there are two Karas there, and uh, sees uh, Supergirl as a clone or as you know as something that needs to be eradicated, and uh, begins attacking her. Yeah, it's, uh, it was kind of neat at the end of the last episode because – I call them episodes. I realize they're issues. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, it was kind of menacing and then you get into this one and it's almost like a comedy show. Yeah. Uh, it's throwing jokes out there. It's kind of silly that this, I guess, security program <laughs> is making jokes instead of just doing what it considers it's supposed to do, which should be to just destroy one of them which seems to be what it's saying needs to be done, but then it never does it. It just goes around making jokes, and then in the end they trick it, and they do something to it, and it's still around because it's going to come after them later. But it's kind of – it's more like a comedy issue. Yeah. And the other, the other thing I found weird, and I've mentioned this about Kara before, is that she's very disdain, disdainful of Superman, who is related to her and who has tried to help her. I've also said that he hasn't tried enough, and that's because they want to keep everybody in their own books or or whatever. Um, but she then says to to this other Kara, Power Girl, that if she ever becomes half the woman that Power Girls ever is, then then she'll be something special. So 
only knowing this girl for five minutes, she's already saying that she wishes she could become half the woman that Power Girl is. But Superman, she has no respect for and doesn't want to listen to and pretty much punches any time he comes near her. <laughs> I know, so so I found that. a few people like that. <laughs> <laughs> found that a little odd. but Yeah, uh, I know what you mean there. And um, it, is, it is hard, I guess, having characters in different books not being able to relate to each other uh, because they can't necessarily cross over as much as we would like. Uh, but, yeah, I understand where you're coming from in, in the Supergirl-Superman relationship. Okay, uh, well, we're pretty much coming towards our end of our discussion topics, but, gee, if you're a remodeler, uh, you'd probably be dreaming about always coming up, you know, if you're, if you're renovating a house, seeing what kind of treasures you might find, what people might leave behind. Uh, and there's this one gentleman who was remodeling a, a lake house um, in um, Minneapolis, Elbow Lake, Minneapolis. His name is David Gonzalez. He was uh, knocking down a wall and found amongst uh, a collection of newspapers which were being used to insulate the wall, he found a copy of Action Comics number 1 from 1938. How would you be? Well, that was me. I didn't want to, you know, uh, I didn't want to tell you right off the bat, you know, so. because uh, things are going to be different, obviously, now that I'm going to be a rich man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, what an incredible I, – I, I dream about finding something. <laughs> you know, I hear about people buying these horrible, like, paintings of fruit and finding underneath an original, uh, you know, Picasso or something and, and just becoming rich, just, just, just like that. Um, and, uh, this guy obviously is going to be one of those people. And I just, you know, I go, man, why can't something like that happen for me? I guess yeah. it's, uh, I guess it's karma. Now, uh, when we reported on this back on May 22nd, the, the, the you know, it was already uh, up above a hundred thousand dollars in the auction that's uh, being, uh, conducted online at comicconnect.com. And it could have been a lot, a lot more worth a lot more because, but, um, in their excitement, one of his in-laws, uh, and in-laws you know, have a way of doing this, uh, ruined his life a little bit by uh, trying to snatch it out of his hand, tore the back cover of the comic book, which cost uh, probably about $75,000 in value, uh, mm. you know, dropping Gosh. it down from, uh, from being, you know, a, a 1.5 uh, condition. Like, it, was, it is now a 1.5 uh, grade on that scale of the 10-point scale uh, could have been a Ugh. little bit more. Uh, so that's got to be frustrating. Uh, I could think of reasons to murder a person, and that's <laughs> probably one of them. That's like uh, number three, murder reason number three. I, oh, I like think one it, is like if he murders somebody that you love, and like two is, you know, if he destroys your Superman collection, and three is if he if you find a magical get rich item somewhere and he tears it in half and makes it a less get rich item that's that reason to murder someone number three yeah well i think it costs seventy five thousand dollars to put a hit on somebody uh, that's what i've heard well <laughs> he should have enough then i guess you know well uh yeah so uh good luck to david gonzalez uh finding a copy of action comics number one selling it online now and it's going for over a hundred thousand dollars so uh uh, congratulations to him. Nice job. Well, there's only, I mean, before this one, there was only five known copies, I guess. Something like that. So yeah. this is like six now. <laughs> and this is, you know, five and a half, I guess, because it doesn't have a back cover now. But now if he's a remodeler, I guess he he bought an empty home and is That's remodeling right. it. Yes. Okay. 
I wonder if if you were the remodeler of someone's house. No, no, I no. think they would they would then be the owners, but he he owns he bought the house yeah. to remodel and then sell and and you know correct. It's there. That's uh, that's I got to start buying empty houses. <laughs> now the only other thing I wanted to mention before we move into our big questions segment of the show, and that I've already kind of mentioned it, is the Superman celebration taking place in Metropolis, Illinois, from June sixth to June ninth. Uh, I will be headed there uh, and looking forward to attending. The Superman homepage meet and greet, uh, which uh, will be in the Hardy's uh, restaurant there. And uh, we'll be doing that on Friday, June 7th at 10.30 a.m. So uh, head to the Hardy's restaurant located not far from the Superman statue in Metropolis, Illinois. Uh, for the Superman homepage meet and greet, there's lots of giveaways, lots of prizes to be won. And uh, there'll be uh, myself there and a couple of other Superman homepage uh, staff members, hopefully, will show up for that meet and greet. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I too was looking forward to it, and then everything fell through over here. But uh, I'm sure it's going to be fabulous. Uh, I've heard of a number of uh, different interesting guests uh, that are Superman-related that are going to be there. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm sure you're going to have a great time, and everybody that's there is going to have a great time. If it's your first time going, uh, I had a fabulous time in 2008. You know, Steve and I were both there. Neil was there. Michael Bailey was there with his wife, Rachel. It was a great time, and uh, I'm sure everybody that's there uh, will, will We'll enjoy it. Yeah, Margot Kidder, um, Michael Rosenbaum, uh, what's his name, Giuliani, something or other, the guy that's um, the... Uh, in Hamilton. Yeah, Alessandro Giuliani. He was uh, in uh, Emil Hamilton in Smallville and was, also has a small role in Man of Steel. So uh, looking forward to also uh, coming across him in Metropolis, Illinois, amongst other comic book writers, TV uh, personalities, uh, what's the name? It played Cat Grant in uh, Lois and Clark. Mm, also. Yes. Tracy yeah. Scoggins. That's right. So, I was very uh, excited about that when I heard uh, <laughs> both Michael Rosenbaum and Tracy Scoggins would be there. I said, that's enough. I'm good. And then I'm not going. So <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll hope to cover it uh, well enough for you so that you feel like you are there. But uh, <laughs> let's move into our big question segment of the show. start with the big question last month's big question was what part of the man of steel trailer do you like the best and jeremy crawford wrote i have two favorite parts the first one is clark looking at the fortress of solitude to get a different version and not the same as the crystal version is great and to see a hint towards the end of of LexCorp to uh, finally get a business version and not a criminal is great yeah with the LexCorp. uh billboard or a sign there on the building in the background for those who had uh, sharp eyes in one of the trailers uh, you can see that uh, you know obviously Lex has uh, has a building not an underground lair <laughs> that's right which is fantastic <laughs> to me I agree with Jeremy now Alex writes in says uh, there were a few bits of the trailer I enjoyed such as when the music started to speed up a minute into the trailer I could feel the anticipation Lois describing Clark's travels calling him a guardian angel or ghost Really made me want to see those scenes in the movie. But I have to say, the conversation at the end with Superman and Lois was my favourite part. It really made me excited to see both Henry Cavill and Amy Adams' interpretation of the characters. Yep, I definitely yeah, agree with all of, of that, Alex. A lot of chemistry there between the two of them. 
Yep, good stuff. Ian Wood wrote, What can I say? I adored everything about the trailer. However, if I had to narrow it down to one favorite piece, it would probably be the segment of Supes and Lois talking at the government facility. The chemistry between them was apparent in the few seconds of footage we had. I loved how Lois seems confident and a little sassy, and how Supes comes across as the super confident, charming Mr. Wonderful. Margot Kidder's words, not mine. Mm, And it seems like we've got a little bit of a... uh, 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 same kind of idea coming from a lot of people here. Yeah, exactly. The Evil X <laughs> writes in, uh, I have three favorite, favorite parts. Number one, the young Clark Kent and Jonathan scene with the line, can't we just pretend that I'm your son? And he says, you are my son. Very touching. And number two, the what does the S stand for scene, again, with Lois and Superman at the end. And number three, just about everything shown of Krypton. Thank you, the Evil X. Hmm. I agree with those as well. Man, it seems like I have a lot more favorite parts than I thought I did. Uh, Hector wrote, The best part was General Zod. He is determined to destroy the world just to find Superman, and just the way he was talking to his own people, I will find him with such passion striking fear, and I got goosebumps. Mm, Very good, Hector. Chris Hewitt writes in, says... Hi, Steve. Scotty, my favourite parts of the Man of Steel trailer has to be the opening shot of Darrell looking at the battle before him, the emotional scenes of Darrell saying goodbye to his son, as well as Jonathan Kent telling young Clark that he is his son. Also, the mind-blowing shots of Superman in action, the battle with Zod in midair, as well as the soundtrack being played at this time really hits a nerve. Finally, sorry, sorry Batman fans, but the real superhero is on the approach, and his name is Superman Man of Steel. John Mackenzie Henderson sent in an audio answer. Let's hear what he had to say. Hey, fellas, long-time listener, first-time caller. Superman is awesome. I love the Man of Steel trailer. Uh, My favorite part was probably the interrogation scene, of course. Actually, it's not really an interrogation. It's like a friendly conversation in an interrogation room. You get to see Amy Adams as Lois. She's great. You get a good look at Superman in the suit, talking. Uh, Henry Cavill in that scene... I think his face, his look, is a lot like the Silver Age Superman. You know, kind of that longer face, but still got the square jaw. And that's my favorite, so it's pretty good. Um, And the action is awesome. But I think it'll be better in the movie because you'll be able to follow what's going on. The trailer is just like a quick action, 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 action. But in the actual movie, you'll be able to follow Superman. and It'll be great. I'm very excited. Thank you, John. Some interesting <clears throat> thoughts there as well. We're very excited too, John. <laughs> Believe me, I'm super excited. Chris Morgan writes in. He says, wow, it was amazing. Like Steve, the number one moment when Pa said, you are my son. So touching. And for me, the main building blocks in making Superman Super is the upbringing by the Kents. The action sequences were astounding. Oh, sorry, out, outstanding. Zod looked intense. Krypton is aimed for a sci-fi audience. And Amy Adams looked absolutely stunning. Other aspects of the trailer uh, left answers but asked more questions. A simply amazing trailer. Whoever is in charge of the marketing is nailing it big time. 10 out of 10. Mm, I agree. Jonathan wrote. You know, I I like agreeing with almost every one of these because (laughs) I'm just so, like, uh, incredibly excited about this movie. It's just so hard for me to be negative Mm. toward it at all or to have any kind of, uh, you know, uh, Jonathan wrote in the highlight of the newest Man of Steel trailer is the scene between Jonathan and Clark with Jonathan responding you are my son as a father that scene chokes me up every single time at that moment I felt that this movie is going to touch new and uncharted territory and exploring the emotional side of Superman 
The second moment is when Superman walks out of the fortress and soaks in the sunlight. The look on his face is as though he has completely embraced his destiny. Can't wait. Yeah, neither can we, Jonathan. Well said. All right, what's our new big question for this month, Scotty? Well, thanks to Guthrie McLean, uh, who sent us this question. How do you plan on seeing Man of Steel with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your family, friends, colleagues, alone, in IMAX or in IMAX 3D, 2D? Mm, lots of choices there. What will you be seeing? Uh, how will you be seeing Man of Steel? Who will you be seeing it with? Uh, let us know the, the details. Uh, get involved with the Big Question segment of this show by sending in your answer. Click on the Big Question button found at the Radio KAL webpage and we will read out your answer in our next podcast. Alternatively, you can do as John McKenzie Henderson did this month. You can send in an audio answer as an MP3 file, and we will play it here on Radio KAL. Only one thing alive with less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman, and that's you. Mm, it's time for the super secret soundbite. Last month's sound came from the Injustice Gods Among Us video game, and four people guessed it correctly. They are Jessica Garcia, Fred Walsh, Trenton Brewer, and Batter Bali. Badre. Badre. All right. Thanks for missing it. Well done to those four people for guessing where that sound came from. Let's see if you can guess where in the world of Superman this new sound comes from. Hey, uh, look who's back. Mm, well, if you think you know where in the world of Superman that sound comes from, use the Super Secret Soundbite entry form found at the Superman homepage and send your entry in. Each person who guesses it right will have their name read out in our next podcast. I'm going to guess it comes from something that has to do with Superman. Wow, that's impressive. Thank you. Superman song is called House of L. It's by recording artist Ryan Richardson. Ryan says, As a musician, I sat down and tried to do something different while still remaining true to the essence of the world's greatest hero. I wrote the song from a real-world perspective, the perspective of a father, forced to send his son away and hoping against all hope that his son reaches and fulfills his potential and that he carries on the family line with courage. You can check out Ryan's work on Facebook at facebook.com slash Ryan in the lab. Yes, thank you for to Ryan for allowing us to play his song House of L here on Radio KAL.
song and that's our show remember if you have a topic you would like scotty and i to discuss you can send those suggestions in alternatively if you've got a song you want us to play you have a big question you'd like us to ask uh, anything about the show that you want to let us know about you can use this the uh, feedback form found at the superman homepage, or you can email us my email address is steve at supermanhomepage.com you can email scotty at scotty at supermanhomepage.com and we will endeavour to use those suggestions in a future podcast. But for now, on the podcast, the last podcast before Man of Steel comes out, uh, I'm super excited and I would like to thank you, Scotty, who I'm sure is just is equally excited about Man of Steel. I am jumping up and down on a daily basis. Thank you, Steve, and thanks everybody for listening. Remember, always look up in the sky. You've been listening to Radio KAL, brought to you by supermanhomepage.com.